0: Thank you for listening to the Potter's House Tri-Cities Podcast, located here in Pasco, Washington, where lives are still being changed for Jesus Christ. We hope you enjoy it. Hallelujah. If you can open up your Bibles. So 1st Samuel 16, we're going to be reading uh, 17 through 22. And so, um, the name of this sermon is appointed by God. And so, the, despite the astonishing figures of Macintosh, amen, computers that were sold, amen, was a 1.5 billion in 1984, But Apple soon fell into its most severe crisis, which would only be overcome by Scully's hard measures that led to the firing of his visionary Steve Jobs. And so Steve Jobs later gets hired, amen, by the company again, Mm -hmm. but that's another story. So John, he had been the vice president at PepsiCo. Where well, he had successfully made Pepsi the number one brand in the Coca-Cola wars. Actually, there was no reason for him to leave his job. He was one of the top managers in the company. He had a good pay, amen, at the Pepsi PepsiCo. And so to join a bunch of computer nerds at West Coast, amen, was, was crazy the reason why he finally agreed to join Steve Jobs, he impressed him by his vision and his ideas. And so he asked him a question to which he had no answer. Do you want to spend the rest of your life selling sugar water, or do you want to change the world? And so this question told him, Amen. Or made him look at his entire life and question his life. And so he was at a critical crossroad. And so him and Jobs became friends. And so they could uh complete each other's sentences because they were on the same wavelength. They were the dynamic duel. And so they were called in Business Week in 1983, the Dynamic Duel. And so they highly esteemed him in the press, both of them, to contribute significantly to Apple's good reputation for the public at the time. So this man, John, was chosen by Steve Jobs because Jobs knew That he would make his business successful. And so we're going to read in the scripture this evening. God chose this man. His name is David. And so God chose this man specifically. For his purpose. For his will. Amen. And so David did many things in his life. But I I want to focus, amen, on what God specifically chose David for. So in 1 Samuel 16, 7, 30, 17 through 22, it says, So Saul said to a servant, Provide for me a man who can play well and bring him to me. One of the young men answered, Behold, I have seen a son of Jesse, a Bethlehemite, who is skilled, full, in playing, a man of valor, a man of war, put in speech, and a man of good presence. And the Lord is with him. Therefore Saul sent messengers to Jesse and said, Send me David your son who is with the sheep. And Jesse took a donkey laden with bread and a skin of wine and a young goat and sent them by David his son to Saul. And David came to Saul and entered his service. And Saul loved him greatly. And he became his armor bearer. And Saul sent Jesse, saying, Let David remain in my service, for he has found favor in my sight. Let's pray. God, we thank you this evening, Lord God, for you appoint and you choose, Lord God, my salvation. For your, Lord God, equipping, for your anointing, Lord God, your people, my King, for a purpose and a will, Lord God, that you, Lord God, people shall be touched, people shall be saved. We thank you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And so I want to take a look first this evening. God's appointment. And so the nation of Israel was in turbulent times. Amen. Spiritually. The leaders wanted a king like the other nations. They were tired of worshiping a king they could not see. And so slowly over time. They had fallen away from the Lord. In 1 Samuel 8, 1 and 3. It says, and it came to pass when Saul was old, he appointed his son judges over Israel's. His son, however, did not walk in the ways of the Lord. And then it goes on to say in four and five, then all the elders of Israel gathered together and came to Saul at Ramoth and said to him, look. You are old and your sons do not walk in your ways. Now make us a king to judge us like all the other nations. And so God told Israel, you want a king like all the other nations? I will give you a king like them. So God gave them what they wanted, but they did not end up liking it. And so this reminds me of another story in the wilderness when the people of Israel kept complaining to God that they wanted meat, and God gave them meat. He gave them so much meat that it was coming out of their nostrils. Think about this. And so, you know, it, it shows human nature, amen, that, that a lot of times you and I, you know, we're not content. It shows, amen, that there's... A lot of times there's a discomfort in us and we don't really, amen, put our trust in God. And so this is why the children of Israel, they're like, no, we, we're, we don't want a spiritual God. We don't, we don't want a God that we cannot see. We, we want a God, amen, that we can see. If you if you recall where they came from amen they were used to seeing idols Egypt worshiped idols and so this is what they wanted so God gave them amen Saul but it's not what they needed so David's steps are ordered by God. And so this is when David is brought into Saul's service. In the midst of this turmoil, in the midst of all these things that are going on, he, he is brought into Saul's service. And he is brought into his service and not by chance. And so everything that happened to David was directed by God. And so isn't it strange in the midst of all that's going on, amen, in this church, there's a transition, we know that our, our sister, amen, she has had a surgery, Christian mom, you know, she's diagnosed, amen, with an illness, Uh, my son, before going to conf- conference, he gets crouped. We come back from conference. My wife, well, my son gets sick again. My other daughter gets sick and my wife gets sick at the same time. And so these things, amen, are not happening by chance. And I'm not comparing your situation, amen, with mine. But we've gone through some heavy stuff in our walk with God. And it's, it's a miracle, amen. God has been there for us. And a lot of times we don't understand what's going on. 1 Peter 4.12 says, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trials when it comes upon you to test you, as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice as you share in Christ's suffering, that you may also rejoice and be glad when His glory is revealed. Think about this. So God moves in turmoil and uncertainty. God wants to move, amen, in this church. And he's going to move. You know, I don't like getting sucker punched. I don't think any of us do. But I think I'm getting used to it. Amen. I'm getting used to getting hit by the devil. And not that I like it, but you know after you get hit a bunch of times it's like you know you know the you know his moves amen you know the strategies amen that the devil uses against his people and so but it's 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 not comforting amen so when david was a teenager he was anointed to be king of israel it was then that he faced Goliath, think about this, and then later on he's banished by Saul. He hid in the desert, he's, he's uh, living on the run, he's forced out by the nation, and so he goes on to fight many battles. We're going to have to fight many battles, amen, in the kingdom of God. And so it was nearly 15 years between the time, amen, that he left till he was actually became king. Think about this. He was anointed king, but he did not take the position of king till 15 years later. And so David was tested. So God converted him from a shepherd to a king. And so truly I do not understand all that God does. But aren't you glad this evening that God understands all he does. And you and I need to depend on him. Psalms 37, 23 to 24 says, Our steps are made firm by the Lord when he delights in our ways. Though we stumble, we shall not fall headlong. For the Lord holds us by the hand. Think about this. I know sometimes it doesn't feel like God's holding us by the hand. But when I really come to look at it, I look back and I'm like, Whoa, God, yeah, you did hold me by the hand. Because I couldn't have went through that without you holding me by the hand. It wasn't because of me. Amen. You know, if, if, if we really, if they were to put our thoughts, amen, up on the screen. Of all the all the times we're like, oh no, God's not going to come through this time. Oh no, I feel like quitting today. But good thing that doesn't happen. Amen. God, God is God is gracious. Amen. He He loves us. And so I, I want to look. Amen. There's some things that that David did that were crucial. Amen. To where he ended up. So David. He became. Saul's armor bearer. And so what an armor bearer. Used to do basically. Is just. To lift up to carry. His basic duty was to. uh, Amen. Serve. Carrying additional weapons. For his commander. So but David had a little bit extra. Man, he played the guitar for Saul. They didn't have guitars back then, so he played the, I don't know, the harp or the strings, the guitar, and he wrote poems. So I don't know about the poems, but I think playing the t- guitar was pretty cool, you know. And so our job is to serve in the house of God, to serve one another, to serve the people that come into the house of God, that are broken and that are abused by this world, to bear the weight that they cannot handle. They're they're heavy laden. Think about this. They got weights. They got chains upon their lives. They They can't handle it. And I thank God, amen. Because when I came into the house of God, there was people there to help, help me. I couldn't handle life. There was support. There was people there to serve me, to love me, amen, to help me along, amen, to encourage me. And so the requirements... Also of an armor bearer was simply loyalty. Love for your master and be brave in battle. And as, you know, we come into this place. You know, we take over this church. We're, we're going to need, my wife and I are going to need people, amen, that are going to be loyal. To be in the battle with us. Hallelujah to help us win souls amen for the house of God and so as you and I are loyal to his church his work your church there's going to be there's going to be issues but the issues are going to be worked out so david was chosen amen for a purpose For David, after he had served the purpose of God in his own generation, fell asleep and was laid with his fathers and saw no corruption. And so Saul was the people's choice. He was chosen king. He started out strong. He slowly declined. And so he ended up his life, amen, tragically. He disgraced himself. So Saul was the choice of the decision of the elders of Israel's flesh. Think about this. God said, Israel, you made a mistake. But I'm going to fix it. So God puts another man in, its, in Saul's place. A man after God's own heart. You want another man, Israel? I'm going to give you another man. But this other man that I'm going to give you, he's got my heart. So David brought his people back to him. God brought them a substitute. Amen for his character, his nature. If you, if you look at David's life, amen, he was, he was a a man, amen, that, that would do, amen, the will of God, whatever God, amen, that wanted for him to do, he would do it. He would seek God, amen, and would, would go before God, would, would fall in his face and ask God, amen, what he wanted him to do if he wanted him to go against the nation amen to deliver his people or if a nation was coming after him them amen he would go before God and God gave him a strategy amen for the people of Israel and so God blessed amen the children of Israel with David and so isn't it amazing how God is willing to use his people in the place, in his place, in the place of Christ. God said, Jesus is not here yet, but I'm going to use this man. The closest thing is David. Later on, through his bloodline, David, amen. He doesn't give birth to Jesus, but through his bloodline, Jesus Christ is born. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so, this evening, you are the closest thing people have to Christ. You might say, well, you know, my husband, he's a, he's a bozo. He's a clown, you know. God can't use him. Or you might say, well, look at my wife, this Klinuda. This he can't use her. Amen. The Spanish people knows what what that means, but the, it means like nappy head or not well-groomed woman. Okay, translation from from Spanish to English. I lost my place. And so Hold on. And so God uses imperfect people to bring about His perfect will. Amen. Hallelujah. Ephesians 5.21, it says, Be subject to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, be subject to your husband as you are to the Lord for the husband is the head of the wife just as Christ is the head of the church the body of which he is the Savior just as the church is subject to Christ also wives ought to be in everything to their husband hallelujah and so as we're subject to Christ you and I Amen as we submit ourselves to God's will. Amen. He he'll take he, he'll take care of the details, amen, or or the things that we might think that are big. He'll he'll take care of all these things. Our imperfections. Hallelujah. And so God is with David. And David was anything but a perfect man, but God is with him. We are Amen. Anything but perfect. But let me tell you that that God is with us. And so this evening, I want to look at the outcome. The outcome, hallelujah, is that the people of Israel, amen, they got saved. God delivered them. And, and isn't it amazing how God is willing to deliver us time and time again to bring us to His purpose, hallelujah, to bring us to His will. And so my wife, as we're coming, or oh, as we're leaving Houston, Texas, to come here to, to Washington, She tells her brother, she tells him, she tells him this. She says, I'm leaving, and I'm doing this for you. Imagine this. She tells her brother that, and her brother's like, what? She's crazy. He's thinking in her head. And so, his life, there's things going on in his life. There's uncertainty in his, in his life. Um, no doubt he's not, he's not saved. He's in, he's in sin. And I don't even think my wife understood when she told him that, what she was saying when she left. She truly didn't understand. And like I said, a lot of times we don't we don't understand. Amen, why why things happen. And so what one thing that that I know, Amen, is that he Amen likes Pastor Renee a lot. When she said that. She didn't know that they were going over there. Back over there. He he's in a crisis in his life right now. He's actually, he's actually he's actually at the stage that I was when when I came to be saved. And he's he's basically losing his mind. And I want you to think of this outcome, Amen. Because. Our sole purpose, amen, as we serve God is that people will get saved. We don't orchestrate things, God does. And so one of the things that he told Renee, amen, when, when Ren, Pastor Rene was over there in Houston, was that if you were my pastor, I would come to your church. So he's going to go back there and he's going to hold them to his word. And I'm believing God, amen, that God's going to do something in his life. That God's going to restore, amen, things that, that are being lost or have been lost already. And so that this evening is our sole purpose here. As, as we're here, as, you know, we, we came all the way from Houston, Texas to Kennewick. We didn't we didn't know why. We didn't know what, for what purpose. But let me tell you that God has a purpose for us. God has a purpose for for everyone here in this place. Amen. God loves us. Um one thing that 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 I told my mother-in-law when I was at conference, I told her, I, I told her, I said, we're going to India one day. <laughs> and she said, you're crazy. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I'd rather be crazy for God. Amen. So God, God planted India in my heart when I first got saved. Was just watching the videos at conference. Amen. Just just stirred my heart for India. And 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 why I say that it was because when I first came to Houston, I just remember a couple, you know, my my dad was saved. There was there was a couple that took my dad. They were Indian, Hindu, not American Indian, Hindu. And so they they took him in and they provided for him for a place to live. They were a Christian couple also. And so they take him in, so he works for a week, saves up money. And so we come back, and we arrive here, and so we meet these people. He has an apartment and everything, so we meet these people. And I just I, I fell in love with, with Hindus. And I was like, God, you know, I, I remember being a kid and just being with those people. And then years later I get saved and there, there's a video playing in conference of the nation of India. And something in my heart just leapt. And I, ha- I have a heart, amen, for who knows, amen, where God will take us. And I, I know sometimes it's, it's hard departing amen from people when when i left houston i felt like a part of me was ripped out but you know i came here and and i i, I met you guys you know i i met people they've been in in this city and the city just captivated me hallelujah and, so, and this evening, who knows amen? it's all in God's plan amen everything it's all in God's timing and you and I are here with a focus who you and you, you, you and I are here amen with a vision amen that has been passed on and by, by a man, Pastor Wayman Mitchell to us and and we have a purpose in this life and it it's not our purpose, amen. It's, it's God's purpose. And to the ends of the earth, we sang that song this evening. And, um, you know, when we came here, it felt like we were going to the ends of the earth. And Sister Wendy said something that, that kind of struck me because I, I thought, you know, when there's a cultural shock, it's that people go to other nations. But seriously, when, when I came here, there was a cultural shock for me. And I was like, I just woke up. I, I would even wake up sometimes, and I'm like, where am I? <laughs> you know, I'm all, I'm, all, uh, I'm all distraught. I'm like, where am I? And so it was, it was really it was a cultural shock for me. I wouldn't. I wouldn't think that because we're we're here in the U.S. Amen. We got the comforts. Amen. I can go to Wendy's or McDonald's or you know whatever. Amen. There is, but it it was a cultural shock for me. But thank God, Amen. And so we're we're gonna go from this cultural shock to another cultural shock one day, which is I believe is gonna happen in India, Amen. And so my wife's like. But she told me she would follow me wherever, wherever I would go, wherever God calls me. And so, but I mean, she might not, (laughs) she might not like it, amen, but it's, it's, it's whatever God wants, amen, whatever God wills. And so, can I have every head bowed and every eye closed in respect to God and your neighbor? You've just listened to the Potter's House Tri-Cities podcast located here in Pasco, Washington. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you come back for more.